Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. James Ellis from the Talentcast. You may not be aware of this, but a couple years ago, I lost a bet, so now I'm contractually obligated to say nice things about Chad and Cheese. Well, I took that, let's say, lemon and turned it into lemonade. I took interviews from Chad and Cheese and turned it into a book, but I added a lot of other people you're going to want to talk to. It's called Talent Chooses You. It is hiring better with employer branding, and it is available on Amazon June 15th. You should go and buy it. Bye. Fuck the fucking fuckers. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Nearly 3 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week translating to more than 36 million Americans filing unemployment insurance claims in the past two months. God. So how's your day going? Welcome to another installment of the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Fauci Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. Get me a fucking test. So wash. On this week's show, Paradox Makes It Rain, Glassdoor shows employees the door, and Twitter tells employees to stay home forever hello we promise this show won't last forever it'll only feel that long stay tuned while we pay a few bills canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage screen and coordinate logistics via text and so much more we keep the human that's you at the center while canvas bot is at your side adding automation to your workflow Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. What are, what are we in week 12 now? Yeah. Week 10 of Jeez. lockdown? It's, I'm losing count. It's been a while. It's, it's a good thing. It's been kind of rainy, but it's uh, supposed to be nice and sunny today so we can actually get out and do some <laughs> Do some work outside. Jeez. If, if the calendar's right, it's it's May 164. Yes. It feels that way. It feels that way. Yeah, Ooh. I could use some outdoor time. 
winter seems to be lasting forever in the Midwest. It's starting to get nicer. We'll be able to get out. Uh, so get out there, people. Enjoy. Soak it up. Uh, I'll, I'll see you in just a couple of weeks. Just wear a mask and stay, stay six feet away from my ass. <laughs> yeah. Just stay the fuck away from me. We're, we're obviously a little, a little off today. This uh, lockdown must be wearing on us. Ooh, it's, it's definitely wearing. The, like the, the Zoom fatigue, the lockdown fatigue, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, the three te- teenagers in a house with us fatigue. That's fucking fatigue. I've, I've been in much better spirits since the three-year-old's been in day camp for a week and a half. That's, that's been a positive development in my world. Yes. Good, good for you in day camp. That's for sure. <laughs> I did want to comment. I think that the the newest haircut is is definitely the smartest Jeremy haircut. <laughs> so, a little context for the listeners: uh, my three year old, my wife decided he needed a haircut. Uh, I have a pair of clippers. Uh, little known fact about me, I cut hair in college for like a dollar or two dollars a cut. Anyway, <laughs> everybody had the same cut, by the way. Yeah. I didn't really trans- transgress from what I, what I knew. But anyway, uh, the kid's hair was getting pretty long and the idea was like, let's just shave it all off. That was the initial, initial yeah. idea. Yeah. Anyway, he freaked out. So the first iteration of the cut was <laughs> we kind of got the sides pretty, pretty well. Dude, it was Joe Dirt. Uh, my wife. Now, my, my wife stepped in and said, no, he's crying. Let me do it. I'll be gentle. Da, da, da. So she did some of the shaving. She mistakenly used a one guard on the side, <laughs> which is shorter than the two guard that I was using. So he had some plugs near the ear. Um, and then she decided, well, it's too long up top. So she got the scissors out. And she did sort of a dumb and dumber, you know, bowl on the top of the head cut, uh, a la Jim Carrey. And then she ordered uh, a new set of clippers that make no noise. And she, she thought that would, you know, pacify him, which it mostly did. Oh, okay. He looks much better, uh, but it's all even. And he, he looks like a human being now. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's progress. Damn, we digress, didn't we? Dumb and Dumber meets Joe Dirt or what? But I mean, these are these are the trials and tribulations that we have to go I through. Wanted, I, wanted the Joe, I wanted the Joe Exotic. I wanted the Joe Exotic. <laughs> I wanted to trim the sides, get uh, get some get some colors in there, yes. some highlights. But uh, the wife wasn't going for that. Ah, uh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, on Thank the shout God. outs, I want to give a big shout out right out of the gate to Bill Borman. The guy never sleeps. He's always serving a multitude of communities. So big, mm-hmm. big shout out for his efforts in feeding the homeless and all those hungry people that are out there in these trying times. He had a, a sample of some of those foods that he's actually posted on Facebook the other day. You also can, if you're connected to Bill on Facebook or, or probably on, on the other socials as well, uh, provide mm-hmm. donations so that he can continue his efforts. So if you're connected to Bill, you know, I, I encourage you to donate. If you're not connected to Bill, Definitely get connected. I mean, he's good people. Either way, Bill Borman, good people. Not a great comic, but he's good people. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's Chad, man. He reels you in with positivity and then just (laughs) knees you right in the nuts. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, Well, speaking of of bad haircuts, we had Deathmatch this past week, uh, which on video was a variety of contestants. Uh, I want to start out by saying a big shout out to the Deathmatch sponsor, Jovio. Jovio. KJ being on the uh, the judging panel. This is a TA Tech event that's going down 
on May 19th. If you haven't registered, go to tatech.org. Uh, we had Zor.ai, uh, Aida Fazilova. Aida. <laughs> Aida shows up vaping. Uh, that wasn't on the video, but like a true Russian, she's smoking up before before a, co- a competition. Oh, awesome. Adam from uh, Apple Chat, our favorite uh, Irish Mexican, is back in Ireland on his mom's couch. Yep. That was fun. Bradley Cooper uh, out of Vancouver Clark. with Rectex was there and Scott Sessions. Yeah, but we're calling him Bradley Cooper for, <laughs> oh, for comedy's no. sake. And we might get more viewers if they think Bradley <laughs> Cooper is going to be on. Uh, and Scott Sessions at Tal Vista. It was a lot of fun and uh, it was a great death match. Good times. Register tatech.org. Uh, again, you'll be able to see all of the pitches, the video pitches, and later on down the line, We'll put them out as audio podcasts. We don't need no stinking pitches. Shout out to Little Richard. Most of the kids out there will have no clue who (laughs) Little Richard is. But the man was Prince before there was Prince. Uh, And I encourage you to go check out a womp, bop, a loop, a womp, bam, boom, tutti frutti. Oh, Rudy. Anyway, that was my bad imitation of Little Richard. But the guy was a trailblazer, and he will be missed in the world of rock. Yes. And do you remember just last year when we were in Nashville, we actually met him in the lobby of the hotel we were in. I have a signed book. picture all that stuff he was in he was in a wheelchair and uh he came i where went the over. hell was i i wasn't there he, no you were totally there you just you're a space cadet everybody knows that i have not met little richard uh, apparently you don't remember it but i actually have <laughs> the book and and i remember this is during staffing tech this is during staffing tech yeah but anyway yeah have uh ha- have the book that uh actually he signed last year had a, a short conversation yeah. with him was was incredibly cool and and hate to see the guy owned the 1950s i mean that's all there that's was it. to it uh but hate to see him go but uh got lucky lucky enough to actually meet him that was clearly a bad week to start sniffing glue for me i I feel like i would have remembered that yeah shout out to uh airbnb's talent directory um as many listeners might know airbnb laid off 25 percent, 1800 or so decided to create a directory of everyone laid off uh with talent titles linkedin uh links github links all kinds of stuff we've talked about hilton and how they connected with like cvs health and yep. and some of these other organizations to be able to ensure that their employees had at least uh temporary gigs if not full-time gigs from a transition standpoint i mean those brands will be embedded into those individuals lives and their brains forever same with Airbnb. I mean, you're cutting 1,800 people. What can you do to make it easier and facilitate the process of having other companies looking for the type of talent that you're letting go, giving them access? And this is just, it's, it's just incredibly smart. So yeah, big shout out to Airbnb for that. I know somebody who would be positive for this Airbnb story, it'd be James Ellis uh, around employer branding, because that is a masterclass in employer brand and he just wrote a book. I, I think we're in it, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's it, maybe he'll send us a free signed copy. Not <laughs> so. It's it's called "Talent Chooses You." Pretty deep title. Uh, title with the subtitle: "Hire Better with Employer Branding." 
we wouldn't expect anything different from our buddy James Ellis, who is the foremost expert on employer brand. Yes. Yeah, so James Ellis, Talent Chooses You. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, buy it today. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to LinkedIn, who launched LinkedIn polls this past week. Uh, if you're keeping count, Twitter launched polls about five years ago, uh, but LinkedIn just launched it uh, this past week. I file that under I don't give a fuck. Shout out to... <laughs> Todd Brengel, VP and newbie over at Pandalogic, he uh, he just wanted to comment that uh, he's convinced that there's a correlation between their revenue forecast and the number of F-bombs we dropped in their all-hands call last week. So thanks, Todd, I, I think. <laughs> Nice, nice. I'm ending my shout out since we're, we typically touch on lockdown, uh, guilty pleasures on Netflix and others, uh, that if you haven't checked out The Last Dance featuring the, the Bulls 1998 season, Chicago Bulls basketball team, um, as well as basically the top like three players, Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman's careers, uh, it's a fascinating look into that team, that era. Uh, it's a must-see if you're a sports fan. Shout out to The Last Dance. Google it. Google it and watch it. I can't believe that you're not referring to any trash TV this week. Last couple of shout outs. Keaton Shaker, not of those shakers, head of training over at Bright Home Energy. Thanks for connecting and listening. And my last shout out is around robot dogs patrolling Singapore <laughs> parks. Uh, there's a video that shows these like black mirror types of dogs equipped with speakers <laughs> playing a recording to remind people to social distance. So they're in the park, all these people in the park and these dogs are just mm -hmm. roaming the park and they have these speakers reminding people, Hey, don't forget the social distance. What's the thing going to do if I don't, right? This is, this is that uh Boston dystopian. I mean, Boston yes. dynamics uh, yes. robot, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They're always churning out pleasant, uh, not scary at all robots to be our new overlords. I would think that if there was like a uh, a police officer like walking beside it or something like that, it might like t tone it mm -hmm. down a little bit. But no, it was all by itself just doing its thing. And it, it was freaky as fuck. <laughs> you ready to get to the news? Topics. All right. Our buddies at Paradox made it rain this uh, this week. Uh, you did the shred on it. What's the news? 40 million ducats, baby. Paradox makers yeah. of AI assistant Olivia announced 40 million in Series B funding led by Brighton Park Capital. They have 200 plus global enterprise clients, including McDonald's, Your favorite. CVS Health, Unilever, and a bunch of other ones. I mean, overall... I think this says a lot with regard to conversational AI, not calling them chatbots anymore, because to me, it almost feels like chatbots are, are kind of like tactical toys. We start talking uh -huh. about conversational AI. We're talking about, okay, what can we do with the RPA uh, impact, all those things. And I think uh, overall, it, it's, it's pretty amazing when you bring guys like Jay-Z and Adam Godson in to run marketing and be over product, you're, you, you are making a statement, number one. But then they get this Brighton Park money and Mike Gregor 
is the chairman of the board. And and you know who Mike Gregor is, right? Uh, I know he's an investor. Dude, he was the guy who took Taleo to Oracle and sold him to Oracle for $1.9 billion. That's who the fuck Mike Gregor is. Okay. Thanks for the history lesson. Yeah. So no understanding that not only are you bringing in the heavy hitters to be able to 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 lead different aspects of the organization, but you're also bringing in this dude who has a ton of cash. Yeah, no question. Uh, but also to be on the chairman of the board. So I think just the depth of what we're seeing here from Paradox, it's pretty damned exciting. So I, I'm I'm happy to hear you softening a little bit on Paradox. Uh, you were certainly bitter about the whole Alexa McDonald's thing. So. Uh, it's nice to see you open up the heart and uh, start embracing these guys to see what happens. I, I think that's a nice gesture on your part. Well, if they stop doing stupid shit, which I think <laughs> I think they will. I think like I said on several podcasts, you know, if if you let Adam and Jay-Z run um, and just get the fuck out of their way, I mean, that, I think good things will happen. Right. And, yep. and, and that's a, and that's a, that's a big kudos to, to, to Aaron in getting those individuals yep. in to be able to run that, that organization. So, so a little, some insight from me, um, those historically that don't know, Aaron can raise some money. Um, yes. he raised a lot of money at jobbing 20 years ago, uh, and he's doing it again. I think the fact that he was apparently able to do it in this downturn um, is pretty impressive. Um, a lot of the stories that we have about raising money, you know, the documents were signed before coronavirus, you know, was a thing. Um, so uh, that that's that's a major kudos to him for doing that. I think that the the most insightful, interesting thing for me from the press release and talking to some people was the word acquisition. You rarely see press releases about getting money where they actually say, we're going to acquire some people. Um, yeah. And the press release actually talked about acquisitions as part of the the strategy of, of what, what they were going to use the $40 million for. So that sort of begs the question. And granted, Aaron is a gangster when it comes to sort of on the cheap clearance rack um, acquisitions. And I've been, I've been kind of like banging my head thinking about what could he be looking at? And I've, I've sort of landed on the sourcing folks might be for sale really soon. I think some of the tech folks, I think he might even be able to take out some uh, competitors in the chatbot space, I know don't call it a chatbot, but that's still what everybody's going to call it, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I think that'll be the most interesting part of the next 12, 36 months is who did they go after to add to the roles, whether it be technology, whether it be gobbling up competitors, or whether it be getting some new talent into the uh, into the organization uh, to really take this thing to the next level, which I think it will do. Yeah. And this is the market to do it in. There's no question. So having the yeah. cash to be able to turn and, and make those deals, uh, it, it's much different today than it was uh, last quarter, right? Yep. Yep. And knowing that Aaron, you know, he's clearly raising money because not only he can, but it's a smart idea because obviously when you get burned in the in the past doing it, you're very careful and, and coordinated and calculated in what you do. So 
I feel like uh, this is going to be money well spent that he's raised. Yes, he has experience. He's from this industry. He's been there, done that. The big question is, you know, can can he do it this time? I think he's setting himself up for success. There's no question. Uh, Moving on to uh, he might want to look for some uh, folks from Glassdoor that were laid off uh, late last week. Um, Word came out in a press release uh, reported by Business Insider. Glassdoor is laid off. 30%, 30%, um, roughly 300 folks, I think. Yep. A source that a source that contacted me said that most of the, the people laid off were in the SMB sales department, as well as a lot of the international folks uh, around the world uh, were let go. So um, the other insight to that is that it looks like Indeed, no surprise here, uh, the, the SMB reps from Indeed are going to be taking over some of the accounts allegedly that are that are in Glassdoor. And my source also said that they expect um, Glassdoor to start not having uh, original content for jobs soon, that that the job content will be indeed. And people may be able to cross post if they want or have some sort of an upsell uh, to Glassdoor. That's sort of un, uncertain at this point. But I think that the corona, corona economy has spurred uh, a decision to be made of like, what are we going to do with Glassdoor? Are we going to continue to to burn money on that when we don't have to? And I think Indeed and, and Recruit Holdings is deciding that they don't have to and they're going to start laying off Glassdoor folks, plugging in Indeed folks. It'd be interesting to see the revenues around SMB because obviously, you know, we saw Zip cut 40%, right? And they are, mm-hmm. they are very heavy on the SMB side. That's that's one of the big impacts that we're seeing here. Being able to reallocate resources or kind of merge some of those resources from a sales standpoint makes a hell of a lot of sense. I mean, it just does yep. from an overhead standpoint. Doesn't mean that the brand's going to go away. Just means that if I'm a sales guy, I have an opportunity to sell more and prospectively make more money and that's that's not a bad thing. So, do you think that this is the end of the Glassdoor brand, or it's just a consolidation? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the immediate death because of the content around uh, employer reviews. I think as long as people still go to the site, they they associate Glassdoor with finding out the the nitty gritty internal whatever about a company. Like mm-hmm. they'll still go to Glassdoor, um, so that's not going to go away. But there's no reason why the job search component can't be eliminated and just be indeed content just like they did with workology just like they did with uh, simply hired uh, which both still live they can upsell uh, through e-commerce they can upsell through sales folks i think that the accounting will go away i think the marketing will probably go away uh, the sales people it looks like are starting to go away but the actual brand and the site will will live just because it's still generating uh, reviews and CEO reviews and all that good stuff. Again, I think depending on the amount of revenue they're making off of jobs and just that that content itself uh, will be the the clear indicator. And, and from a sales standpoint, if I can sell, if I'm just selling jobs on Indeed that automatically make it onto Glassdoor. That's somewhat exciting because I can say, oh, look, Mm -hmm. but it's even more exciting if I have two products and I can go in and say, look, you can do this and I can double your pleasure, right? Double the fun. Yeah, That's to me makes more sense. But again, it depends on the kind of cash that they're pulling in from jobs on Glassdoor. 
I think another interesting insight for me is we've been talking for weeks now about a, a mass indeed layoff. What an interesting uh, strategy if, if someone said, hey, we don't have to lay off indeed folk and fuck with the culture and disrupt everything. Let's just lay off Glassdoor folks and then move those indeed folks into Glassdoor opportunities or more work or whatever. So I think from a strategic standpoint, it sucks for Glassdoor, but it's nice for indeed if this is the strategy to say, we're not going to lay anybody off. In fact, we're going to give you more work or more opportunity through this little site we have called Glassdoor. And maybe, I don't know, create an entirely new product. Oh, you're such a good segueist. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I can get behind, to be quite frank. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 the RPO guy. So we heard a rumor this week uh, that indeed has a thousand some strong uh, workforce dedicated to building out an RPO. So what are your thoughts around that? And and sort of what do you think the legitimacy to such a, a claim is? Because saying a thousand people are hired to build this thing out is, is you, you got to feel pretty confident about that rumor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do. And it came from a good source. I'm just, very I, reputable. again, yep. from my standpoint, having RPO, understanding that the margins for RPO are much smaller than they are for staffing. Um, they just shut down Prime or scene or whatever the fuck they called it, but they just shut that down and and the margins there. And again, they're more of a transactional type of an organization. So that just fit into their groove. I didn't believe long-term that this would be uh, what they would get into from a staffing standpoint. I thought it would be more of a technical technology that they would provide prospectively to staffing companies and and obviously Mm -hmm. start taking cash off of that. But this indeed... RPO rumor really threw a curve at me because it just, to me, it didn't make sense. You have to have resources that are going to be outsourced specifically for organizations. Uh, Our source said that, well, you can tie people into RPO engagements much longer, which is true. There's no question. Um, And it is more intimate. There's no question, but the RPOs spend a shit ton of cash with Indeed right now. There would be more resources, number one, which means more headcount, which means more cost. Then they would have all these RPOs that would say, okay, fuck you, I'm going home. We're going to have to do something else other than Indeed, which means lost revenue. So all the way around, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. How much uh, impact sort of Google and this decision to frankly get into something that Google will never get into? Uh, did you think, do you think that had much to do with the decision? Assuming that that's what they're doing? Yeah, I I have no clue why they would go in this direction. Again, mm-hmm. Prime didn't work, right? And Prime is an easier aspect. I mean, doing staffing versus RPO, th- they seem like they're the same, but they're fucking not. And there's so much more that you have to do in RPO. And again, the mm-hmm. margins are much thinner. So again, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me overall. But if they are, man. I can't wait to pop the popcorn and watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, there there are a few well-funded uh, competitors out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I assume you also think this is probably a good thing for talent.com and that more money may flow to them in light of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think anything that Indeed does 
anything that actually yeah. spreads them out and gets their laser focus out from making that product better and really focusing on the experience and getting more candidate data and, and really driving the technology overall. I think that helps any of uh, Indeed's competitors, the, you know, the, yep. the, the talent.coms and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about staying at home. Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Staying at home. Stay at home. So Jack Dorsey, the gangster move, says Twitter employees can work at home forever. Google announced that uh, employees can stay at home through the end of the year. And no doubt more and more companies, big and small, will be making uh, similar statements. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it, he said that they're going to they, they're probably going to open up offices in September. Uh, business travel is not going to happen. It's all canceled until whenever they open everything up. They're they're providing more of an allowance from their people to work at home. Um, I think Jack Dorsey and we'll talk about Google here in a minute. They're starting to understand uh, that the way that we've been doing work for the last shit forever is is. is <laughs> is like the 50s mentality of come in, clock in, leave. Now, it might be different because you can get your orange juice for free or your or your power bar or something. But yeah, I mean, we're still working in that whole control focused environment where you have to have your butt in a seat for X amount of time. I think it's 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 good. And I think what we're seeing is many of these organizations thought that they were going to see less productivity and they didn't. Urban flight is sort of the term uh, that's being bantered around. There was a story in the New York Times today uh, entitled Manhattan Faces a Reckoning if Working from Home Becomes the Norm. Business Insider had a story on San Francisco uh, yeah. and the impact of people working from home in light of Twitter um, and Google. To me, this is one of the most fascinating stories that will, that will play out in the next decade or two. And if you think about just five years ago, everyone was talking about moving to cities. Everyone was moving to cities, yeah. retirees were moving to cities for the amenities, young people were moving to cities for, for everything that was there. And we've done a total 180 and cities now have hanging over them, high cost of living and now a, a health threat right? Like people in close contact with each other is currently a really bad thing. So what does Manhattan look like? What does downtown Chicago look like? What does San Francisco and, and big cities like that look like if 
people stay at home in the suburbs and people escape, so to speak, in the suburbs. And I think that that trend and desire is at, at odds with just sort of human nature with a lot of people. You know, think about when you were 25, you know, I lived in a 700 square foot apartment, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to go to work. I wanted to socialize. I wanted to go out to the bars afterwards. I wanted to go to concerts and sporting events that were all downtown or in, in close proximity to where I was. Now that I'm, you know, old, working from home is not a big deal as long as a three-year-old isn't running around. <laughs> I mean, I have a I have a home office, as as do you. You know, it's it's not a big desire for me to sit in traffic for an hour and go to work in an office downtown. So what is what do downtowns look like if in this reality? Do you do part time? Do young people come in and old people stay at home? I think this is a really interesting evolution with how cities and metro areas evolve in the next 10, 20 years. Uh, Speaking of popcorn, I'm going to have mine out to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think we need to strike a, ba- a balance. I mean, just trying to get in an apartment or trying to live in Manhattan or San Francisco is it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I could you could pretty much pay my home mortgage payments probably wouldn't get me a, a very large apartment or space in San Francisco or Manhattan. So I think there's a balance that needs to be struck. And one of the things that we're focusing too much here on is the actual city itself. I think there will be people that can pull out, but also we think about the small mom and pops that are in the suburbs that will be able to gain from this, right? So will some of the businesses in downtown go away? Yes. Like, you know, maybe some of the food businesses, what have you, will they pop up and will they be more prosperous in the, in the burbs? Yes. Will companies want their younger employees in uh, to be able to make sure that they can nurture them and they can build them and their older employees, the ones who have more experience and whatnot out and working from home, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but more of the time, I think makes a hell of a lot of sense. One of the things that we're not good at as human beings is balance. It's either here or there. We're either working our asses off or we're not working hard enough, right? There's not that balance. And I think this gives us an opportunity to really focus on that balance. It gives these these cities an opportunity to, yes, they're going to wither a little bit, but when they wither, other areas will grow. And we as employers have to think about how our culture can grow out of this. Sure. And there's the reality of once they have a vaccine for this thing, do we all go back to, you know, kissing trees and uh, being in close proximity with each other? Human human you know behavior says, yes, we are going to go back to the way that we were. Uh, and maybe this experiment will will end differently than than I could imagine. But I think for now, it's a really fascinating study uh, with how this this, you know, this disaster is going to impact uh, cities around the world. Clearly, uh, as a hot zone, New York won't be the same for a very long time, I can imagine. Yeah, I agree. And it once again, I think employers are starting to see that they don't have to really focus on the high cost of bringing your people in yeah. to these buildings when they can work from home. I mean, just the overhead that they can save 
uh, and hopefully put back into the employees instead of fucking stock buybacks or some shit like that. We can start to see that the productivity is actually there. We can get what we need and we can have happier people. And if we have happier people, then they stay longer, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Fascinating changes. Well, let's take a quick break and hear from Sovereign, and then we'll talk about uh, that Carnival Cruise that we both booked uh, for next month. <laughs> oh, God. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. This next one is filed under humans are stupid. And and talking about, you know, will we just go back to our old routines? Well, last week, Carnival announced that some of its cruises could resume Mm -hmm. in August. And since that announcement, Carnival's bookings shot up 600%. Now that's compared to just the previous three days, right? When nobody was doing anything in the first place. But here's the big comparison. It's up. August 2020 bookings are up 200% over August 2019 bookings. Back when (laughs) nobody was worried about death ships, right? Right. This is ridiculous. I mean, seriously. Now, I some of these people, and, and, and I know I was actually giving a friend shit the other day because she's already booked a carnival cruise or some type of cruise. Uh, but yep. we're talking about cruises for as low as $28 a night. And I guess a floating Petri dish, if it's cheap, is okay. I fuck. I don't know. <laughs> did they did they talk about throwing in uh, a free month of lockdown uh, as part of people being sick on the boat and part as part of the the reservation? Yeah, I think that when we look at pent up demand for this stuff, uh, you can't really underestimate the stupidity of people and feeling bulletproof. Obviously, a lot of these people are probably young um, and or stupid, uh, but August is a really quick turnaround to like just get on a boat with a pandemic going on in the world yes now if it was august 2021 i could see yeah okay let's roll the dice on 28 bucks a night and we can cancel if the world is still you know ending at that point but august is really early for this shit to go down but it it also goes in contrast to people you know people on cnn and msnbc were talking about oh we'll open and nobody will go because they'll be scared well no Things are opening and people don't give a shit. Uh, I mean, there are scenes of bars in Wisconsin, no masks, bars open, people hugging, laughing, you know, like nothing is going on. And we're going to see a spike again. And maybe people will learn at that point. Um, Or we may just decide, you know what? Mother Nature is going to take some of us out. And that's the price of of being born. And we're going to move on with our lives uh, as we always have. And, And damn it, that's the American way. If we're willing to do that, that's fine uh, as personal choices. I myself am going to be a lot more careful than taking cruises in August. People have the right to choose and live their lives. If they want to do it on a boat and put everyone at risk, do you outlaw that? Do you make it? I mean, it's a tough to call for the governments, right? And by the way, Carnival Cruises, 
all their corporations are set up in like the Caribbean and oh, yeah. like tax havens. Yep. So I don't even know if they're under the same, you know, rules and regulations. No, uh, this is, is the quick answer. Um, I, I think we also have to think about since these cruise lines haven't been filling the skies with all plumes of smoke, mm-hmm. take a look at the water, take a look at the skies, take, I mean, everything again, when, we, the human beings who seem to be the the virus on this fucking planet right now, uh, when we mm-hmm. just have to lock down for a few months, the earth starts to heal itself. We start seeing mm-hmm. jellyfish in Italy in the in the, the canals. Will we ever learn? And and I guess the, the, the answer is no. Well, Mother Nature is historically a, a pretty starred uh, uh, teacher in lessons. And whether it's either war, famine, or disease, uh, nature has a way of balancing out everything on the planet. Well, that's what that's what a virus will do. It'll balance some shit out. You're bringing me down, man. Uh, Zip Recruiter new logo joke, we think, happened this week. It's got to be. This E and the CEO posted in LinkedIn or Twitter or maybe both. A mythical new logo for Zip Recruiter uh, that is a couch with a cat on it which I assume is a work from home reference. The The logo has not changed on their own website, which makes us think it's a joke, although it's potentially a little tone deaf after you just laid off a lot of people. Thoughts? It has to be a joke. Yes, it would be tone deaf, but there's no way that Ian and ZipRecruiter could follow CareerBuilder. Cut 40% of your people and then spend money on new branding and, and shit. And we saw that from CareerBuilder. I mean, as soon as one week they chopped heads, the next week they came out with a new slogan and they were spending money on uh, ads, on TV ads. Yep. Overall, optics from that is is shit. If I, if I'm a company, I'm a hiring company. I don't want to be mm-hmm. associated and or affiliated with any organization that uh, that can do that. I hope this is a joke because if this is real, yeah. uh, you and Arena are, are having drinks somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Where the puck is going, the famous uh, great one, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky quote. You know, maybe this is how Ian deals with stress. You know, some people make jokes and laugh about stuff that's stressful. Maybe yeah. this is just his way of venting and, and feeling better about things. But he probably could have done it on a private uh, network <laughs> or an email to his mom or something as opposed to publicly putting it out there. But live and learn, man. Live and learn. That's right. Everybody just take a deep breath right now. We're going to get through this unless you're on a carnival cruise. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. 
Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.